so good to be in the Lord's presence. And you know, I love songs like that that are just like pure worship to Jesus. Because it does it does something when you really enter into that song and I, and I'm just sitting there. I came in with a full mind, you know, and then I'm just like forever all my days. I will love you, God. Hallelujah. My God reigns. See, and then I'm just, I'm just singing that over and over. And suddenly, like all the other things fall underneath the Lordship of Jesus. And that's, that's a beautiful place to live. We're going to jump into the word. I just have a couple of thoughts really to share with you this morning. And uh, Pastor John sends his love. We've got about 17 guys at a men's retreat this weekend. And uh, I've only gotten a couple of text messages, but it sounds like it's been good. So I'm sure they'll be sharing with us next week all that the Lord did. But the word that the Lord has been just speaking specifically over our church family recently is is the word seek. And Pastor John's been kind of unpacking that for a couple of weeks for us, just talking about seeking first the kingdom of God. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And I want to I want to just share a couple of my thoughts on that this morning. On Friday, it's been kind of a whirlwind of a week for me. And uh and doing all of the to and fro parenting by myself since John left Friday morning, but Friday afternoon I was driving to Garden City uh for a track meet and uh I'm, I, you know, I said it in my GPS, but I'm like, you know, you just go to Garden City Highway and you get there, right? It's no problem. And I know that I know how to get to Garden City Highway, except I am just going along, minding my business, got my worship music pumping. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be an awesome drive, right? And I'm on fairgrounds and there is a train stopped on the tracks. And now if you've never been to Garden City Highway, you have to go across those tracks to get to that road. And this was a problem. Because I don't know how to get to Garden City any other way. (laughs) So I sat in the line for a long time. And uh, I thought, surely this will not take this long. And I had left a little early to give myself some time, so I sat patiently and I told myself, I will not be in a hurry. I will not be in a hurry. I will not be upset about this right now. I cannot control the train. I can only control myself. Have, has any ever, some of you need, some of you need to practice this this week in traffic. I cannot control the other cars. I can only control myself. All right. In your regular life, I cannot control that person. I can only control myself. So I'm kind of having this and I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and worship. And then it's like, I'm done. This is, this is ridiculous. Cause I'm like, I'm going to miss the track meet. I'm going to miss my kid running. So then I decide I'm just going to go ahead and pull out of this line and take this little road that I don't even know the name of. 
And the beauty of your GPS is she will reroute for you, right? That's what I'm thinking. Google Maps is here for me. So I am beginning to seek for a new way to Garden City. Because I tried, I tried to look at Google Maps myself. And I was like, I'm just going to trust Siri. Because I don't know that I want to know all these roads and signs. So I'm like, I'm just going to drive this way. I know the way that I should be going. So I'm just going to drive that way until she gives me another path, right? So I'm driving. And so she's rerouting. And so she says, turn around at the next place. And I'm like, I'm not listening to you because you're just going to tell me to turn where that stupid train is stopped. And then the other thing was, I was like, I have to go the full length of the train before I know I can get anywhere. Right? So I'm just driving, driving, driving. And she just tells me all the time, turn around, turn around. So it's been like 10 miles and, and I'm like feeling all of it. So I called John because Ashley plus John plus directions is always a fun time. And he is in the car driving. And I said, do you, do you know a different way to garden city? And he's like, I don't know. I can call Bill Carroll. (laughs) He's in the car in front of me. He's like, I don't know, honey. I don't know how you should do it. And I was like, well, that, that helped me none. So I'm just still driving. I'm like, Siri, you got to come through. So I have driven like 15 miles out of the way. And finally, I see a crossing that goes all the way across the railroad tracks. And so I think that's what, that's what I need because all the other places that were telling me to turn on the interstate didn't have a breakthrough to the other side of the tracks. So I finally found this place. I broke through. Siri finally got her life together and put me on the path to Garden City. And I'll tell you what, I was the only mom car on those roads with all the oil trucks. I was driving in places I'd never seen in Midland before. Big old huge containers of oil everywhere. I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is West Texas right here. I don't even know what I am. I'm just driving with all these oil trucks. And I've like got my TLCA sticker on the back of my car. Like, I'm going to the track meet to watch my kid. Uh, and I made it to Garden City in plenty of time. Got to watch the the race, uh, and it was good. But as I was driving after this whole thing that got me all like, Bleh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in a foreign place. I don't know how to get there this way. I had this thought that sometimes our life is the same way. Sometimes we are just going along on autopilot in our life when suddenly we run into a block. And when you hit that place where you don't know how to move forward, you have a choice. You can throw it in park and sit there idly And just wait your life away for something to pass. Just hoping for movement. Or you can shift gears and seek a way to break through. Those are, those are our options when we hit, when we hit the roadblocks of life. 
when something is derailed and stopping, those are the choices. And I'd rather just shift gears. You know what I mean? Now, the the problem is, see, some of you are like, I don't like shifting gears because I feel like I'm in the car with a 15-year-old learning to drive a stick the first time, right? So you're like, you know, have you ever done that? My first car was a stick shift and uh, it was tough. My parents are both in the room, so I'll be really nice, but um, bless their hearts. They, I learned But it was the most frustrating experience, right? Because I'd get in the car with my dad. He would just yell. I'd get in the car with my mom, and she'd just laugh at me. (laughs) Because we're doing the, you know, movement the whole time. Because if you don't know how to to drive a stick, it's a little bit rough on the clutch, you know. you got to figure out, you know. And sometimes when you're shifting in your life, when you're shifting gears, that's more like what it feels like than just like being with a smooth NASCAR driver that knows how to do it without like any movement. But it's still worth the movement and the, the, the rough terrain for a minute. To find a breakthrough. See, seeking requires our attention. And it requires action. And it requires intention. When I was seeking this route to Garden City, I wasn't, I wasn't trying very hard the first time because I knew the path. But then when I had to find a way... I had to use every brain cell to figure out where I was and what I was doing. I had to put action to it. I had to think about it. I had to intentionally pay attention and seek out a road so that I wasn't lost in the middle of the oil field somewhere forever. That's kind of how I was starting to feel. And see, if we're going to seek the Lord... If we're going to seek his kingdom, it's going to require us to give it our attention. It's going to require us to live intentionally pursuing God. Instead of just like, well, I was kind of pursuing him and now it's not working. So I'm just going to sit here until the way clears and then I'll get going again. You know, I feel like for, for a lot of people, the pandemic has kind of been like the, the train stopped on the tracks. And for, for so many of us, it's like there's been this feeling of, I, I will just get back to those things when all of this is over. And then it's like never over. And so at some point, we have to decide No, I'm going to like move on with my life. I am not going to wait for some magical breakthrough in our culture, in a pandemic, in a war, in the news media for me to be able to pursue what God is calling me to do. We are called to seek his kingdom. That's going to require us to live intentionally. It's going to require us to like search. And the thing about it is, is... It's not that hard, but you do have to look. It's like playing hide and seek. You know, we're talking about the word seek. We were playing, uh, the kids were playing hide and seek when we were at uh, my in-law's house. And one of the kids hid really well. And so like Evan gets worn out with it. And he's like, I'm not seeking anymore. He's like, I'm just going to go outside and let them stay wherever they are. (laughs) 
And that's kind of the same thing we do in life, right? Like we're pursuing something. We'll seek the kingdom until we get tired of it. And then it's like, forget it. I'm just going outside. (laughs) They'll come out. God will come find me later wherever I'm at. No, when, when, when we're seeking something, you're actively looking. But the good news is that there's promise of finding God when we seek him. All throughout God's word. If you just like look up the word seek in the Bible, it's everywhere. Talking about people seeking the Lord. But there's so many promises. Like in Jeremiah 29, 13 that says, You will seek me when you fi- and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. It's like Matthew 7, 7 when Jesus is teaching people how to pray. And he says, seek and you will find. So we're not like on an empty journey when, when we're saying seek first the kingdom of God. There's all the promise that when we seek, he can be found. The kingdom of God can be found. You know, seeking is going to require us to have humility and it requires us to have space in our hearts as well. Like, you know, we don't need to go seeking something if we already think we know everything and have all of the answers. And sometimes we just need to make space in our hearts because sometimes we want to seek all the things and then we'll just kind of throw the kingdom in with it. I'm going to seek, I mean, it's good to seek Jesus. I'm going to seek Jesus, but I also just really need to seek, uh, you know, affirmation from other people. And I really need to seek money and I really need to seek all these other things that are going to fill my life. But when Jesus was teaching, he said, seek first the kingdom. And he, and this, this is right in the middle of a whole passage of Jesus teaching about money and possessions and telling people not to worry. Because he's saying, you know, people are saying, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? Anybody ever feel like that in your life? (laughs) Maybe it's just me. But he's saying, why are you worried about all these things? And he, he does this whole thing. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow brings its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. See, Jesus isn't saying, don't care about your needs. Don't care about anything. He's just saying, don't worry about it. Seek me first. And all those things will be added unto you. Seek him first. First, we've got to come to a place where we don't, we remember we don't have all the answers. That makes me want to seek Jesus. You know, when you don't have all the answers, you got to find them somewhere. When you don't know how to get to Garden City, there's a desperation that sets in that I was willing to call John and ask him for directions. 
I am diligently searching my maps because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do it. And sometimes we need to get to the point in our life. We hate that feeling, right? You hate not being able to do it. You hate not knowing it because I want to know everything. I want to provide for myself. I want to do it. But it's in those moments, it's the best gift of our lives because we go, I can't do it on my own. Jesus, it has to be you. I'm going to seek you above all else. Let your kingdom come and your will be done in me, in my life, as it is in heaven. I'm going to seek him. And so I just encourage you as, as we go through our week, seek the Lord. Make space for him. Make room for him. Make room so that when you're seeking him and you find him, you can retain it and hold on to it. You know, sometimes I feel like my mind is like a junk drawer. I've had this discussion where you just feel like there's all this clutter in your mind, in your soul, where you have all of these things, right, that just are crammed in there. It could be fear. It can be busyness. It can be the weight of everybody else's stuff that they're sharing with you. It could be just the, the heaviness of whatever. It could just be your lack. It could be the I don't know and I'm trying to figure it out myself. It's all of these things. And somewhere in our brains, it just gets so cluttered. And if my mind is so full of clutter... If my soul is so full, then if I'm seeking the Lord, I I don't even have space to hold on to what he's giving me. Or it just gets shoved in the junk drawer and then you have to dig for it later. On my same trip to Garden City, I was listening to a song. This is kind of just where the Lord has like had me all year. He's like talking to me about clearing out the junk drawers. Like, so I've been working on my house one too, and myself just all the way around. And there's this new song. I had never heard it until I was speaking at a conference. Felicia sang it. I was like rude right before I get up and speak. And it says, we're clearing out the clutter for the only one who matters. We're clearing out the clutter for the only one who matters. And it's a song that says, we'll make space. We'll make room. We are here to worship you. And then it's just come and take up residence. And so I had this song playing on the way to Garden City when I finally was on the road that I knew and I could focus again. Um, and I, I, I was so overwhelmed. I was just like feeling the craziness of my week and, and just so many things. And, uh, and I, I, I felt a little like just disheveled, you know, when you get in that space and you're just like, ah, and I was, I was listening to this song and I just began to cry out to the Lord and say, yeah, just do it. Like, I mean, the song just goes on and on. She's just like, bye, 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 bye. You know, she's just like, bye, bye clutter. You know, it's, it's like one of those spontaneous moments that if you turn it on in the middle, you'd be like, what in the world is, is going on? Uh, but there was something just happening in my heart in the moment because I was just seeking the Lord. And, and I was just saying, clear it out, clear it out. 
all that stuff, all the things that aren't mine to, to worry about, just take it away. All the, all the news headings that have gotten to me this week, just bye bye clutter, get that out of my mind, get that out of my heart. It's see, because sometimes what happens is we, we're feeding fear in our lives or feeding our anxiety or we're feeding something. And then we're like, why am I such a mess? Cause you, you haven't like gotten rid of the stuff that doesn't belong. Sometimes we got to clear it out and make space so that the king has all of the space and all of the authority. If I'm going to seek first his kingdom and I want that to happen in my life, he has to be the king. He has to be the king. Pastor John last week said, God's kingdom is anywhere God is king. So if you have a space in your heart, in your life that you're like, don't touch it, don't go there, don't, I, I'm not giving that to you, then God's not king there, you are. We've got to seek first his kingdom. And we've got to make space for him. We've got to make space for him. There's a psalm that I love so much. I pray this quite often. It's the best way to clear my heart. And I want to share it with you because it could be a good tool for you. This is Psalm 139, uh, verse 23 and 24. And it's just a simple prayer, but it says this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. That's what it looks like to clear out the clutter. When we make our heart available to him and say, search me, O God. What, what in here doesn't belong? What in my mind doesn't belong? And that, that's kind of just, I, I pray this pretty regularly. Anytime I'm having just like, time with Jesus. I just start with this. Search me, oh God. Search me, oh God. And sometimes that means I need to forgive people because there's unforgiveness there. Sometimes that means I just need to say, I'm repenting of something. Sometimes it means I need to break just my agreement with lies. But when we present ourselves to the Lord like that and say, Search me, O oh God. Clear out the clutter. He does it. It's amazing. Because he, he loves having people who have a laid down heart. Who are seeking first his kingdom. I don't know about you. I want, I want my heart to just ooze the kingdom of God. I want people when they're talking to me to just sense his kingdom. The only way that can happen is if I'm seeking that first in my life, not second or third or 16th. I have to seek the kingdom of God. It's a pursuit. Our relationship with Jesus is a pursuit. Our prayer is a pursuit. The kingdom of God is a lifetime pursuit where we get to give everything we have to search for it. And sometimes it costs us something. 
But I do know that when I seek him first, when I seek his righteousness, everything that I need is taken care of. It's a testimony in my life. I, I, can, I can attest to it. And so this morning, maybe you just need to clear out your heart. Maybe you just need to be reminded to seek the Lord. Maybe, maybe you're like the one who's just been sitting at the, at the train tracks, idle for a long time in your life, waiting for movement. Very rarely is there like the magic thing that happens to just make your life all amazing. It usually requires you to seek, to ask to knock, to pray, to pursue Jesus and his kingdom. So if you're just sitting in park waiting, maybe you just need to shift gears today and begin to seek the breakthrough. And begin to find momentum in your spiritual life again. Or maybe you're trucking along, and but your heart and your mind and your head is so full of clutter from just everything in your life. And you just need the Lord to clear that out. I don't even know what happened to me. I was just worshiping in my car and I was feeling all the ways. And I sang that song and I just like declared Jesus, like Jesus, you are Lord. And I'm going to praise you and clear out all this clutter. I'm making room for you today, Jesus, because, because my mind and my heart are crazy today. So I'm making space and I just worshiped for a little while. And then at some point I was like, oh man, I feel really good. Something broke off of me. It was just like, it was just, I don't know when it happened, but it was just like all of a sudden I I felt different. It was like, oh, whatever that thing was that was just like, huh, on me, it was just broken off. See, there's something about just intentionally worshiping and seeking the Lord and praying Praying for breakthrough, saying, Lord, you, I make room for you. I make space for you. I make space. See, we have to do this. We have to reset our hearts in hard weeks, in hard circumstances, if we're going to be supernatural people who are always pursuing the kingdom, we have to keep coming back to it. Because have you ever noticed that everything in this world vies for us to believe something different? We're called to be supernatural people who are releasing the kingdom. How am I going to be releasing the kingdom if I am not seeking that above everything else? Seek and you will find. What a beautiful promise. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Maybe we just need to return to Jesus. You can have all of my heart, all of me for all of you, all of me. That's what I got today. (laughs) Nothing long, nothing fancy, but I want to pray over you. I want to pray for maybe that shift to happen. Maybe, maybe you need that just like, huh, 
Maybe you need to be brushed off. You want to know a funny story? It's a good one. I mean, I don't like to tell it because it's on me. This is how we're going to close. I was preaching at a conference a few weeks ago. And uh, I pull up. I was in Felicia's car. Felicia's leading worship. I had dropped her off. And I, I'm coming. I'm ready. I have just gotten ready. I am dressed. This is going to be amazing. I'm speaking four and a half times. And so I have all my notes in my bag. And I pull up to their church, which is like a gravel caliche parking lot with like the really wonderful like white dirt you know, that gets all over everything. I'm just setting this up so you can understand the whole story. And I pull up there and I park and I come to the passenger side to open the door to get my bag out. And I open the door and my bag flips upside down and the contents of everything falls down to the ground. And it's like that moment where I'm just standing there and I'm like, of course, of course this is happening, right? Then there's a beautiful gust of wind and I'm like, oh, those are my notes. Those are my notes. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I have paper everywhere and, and they're flying away. So I'm on the ground trying to go for my papers. They're under the car. I'm, I'm crawling under the car on the caliche gravel to get my notes. Like I am like, I am here to do one thing and it is to preach the word of God. And these are my notes like this. I cannot lose this, right? Like there's money flying. I'm like, I don't even care about the money. I need my notes. This lady comes out and she's like, I was trying to come out to help you. You were under that car before I could even get here. And I'm like, yes, cause they're my notes. So I get everything scooped up. My notes had like literal holes through them. They're dirty. They're crumpled. And so like, um, like this is actually one of them that I brought cause I thought I might preach one of those messages, but so they're just like covered in dirt and they're all crumpled in like a massive wadded pile back in my bag. <clears throat> and I'm like, yay, let's start the conference. Right? So I walk in and they kind of have like these cool, this whole front that's just like mirrored glass. So you can't see in, but everyone can see out. So when I walk in with my hot mess of papers and bag and, you know, I'm dressed nicely, but I have been crawling underneath a car in white dirt. Um, I walk in and all of the ladies are standing there because they've been observing this, uh, from the doors. And it was like, your speaker has arrived. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I walk in and, uh, I'm just kind of like, okay, this is fine. We're going to get through it. And, uh, the pastor's wife is there and a couple of her friends and, uh, and they just come up to me. <laughs> they come up to me and they just start dusting me off here. Stand up Felicia. Cause you know, I'm covered. So I was wearing jeans like this and they're, they're just like, Oh, Ashley, let me, let me help you out. Right. And so they're like getting me all cleaned up and it was amazing. And, um, and later that night after I had preached and the service was over, she said, Hey, we have a souvenir for you. And I was like, okay. And she hands me a pile of like 
tumbleweed sticks that apparently were in my hair and all over my back. And they had so politely, before I went in, thank you, Jesus, had like taken them all out and they, they're like, we're, we're going to put these in a little bag for you. It's like, thanks. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. Sometimes in our life, we get so covered up with stuff that we need someone else to say, let me brush you off. Let me get you cleaned up. See, and the body of Christ needs people who will pick off all the sticks and the tumbleweeds and the dirt and not even tell you about it till way later. And so today, maybe that's where you're at, is you're just like, I just, need, I just need the clutter removed. I just need that breakthrough. I just need to start moving again. Maybe you've just been so covered up by all of the things in your life, and you're just feeling, feeling it, right? Like you're just covered in stuff, and you just need to be brushed off. You just need someone to say, hey, you don't have to carry that. You don't have to wear that shame. Brush that off. You don't have to wear that disappointment. Brush that stuff off. That fear that came from that story that person told you, brush that off. Brush that off. The anxiety that's coming from reading the news, girl, brush that off. Let's just wipe that stuff off. Let's clear out the clutter. Let's, let's clean off our pants and pull off all the sticks. And let, maybe let's do that for each other occasionally. You know, that's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. So why don't you guys stand up? And I'm just going to pray over you. Lord, thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, reset our hearts this morning. Maybe we've just encountered busyness. Maybe we've encountered trauma. Maybe we've encountered loss. Maybe we've encountered just discouragement after discouragement after discouragement. Maybe we've encountered shame. Whatever it is, Lord, would you come and just reset our hearts and begin to break off the things that don't belong? Lord, right now, for every heart in the house, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you would begin to brush off every spirit, every heart of things that they've come into contact with that has just kind of left a residue on them. Would you just brush off those things that don't belong? And Lord, give us hearts that say we will seek you first. It says we will seek your face. We will seek your kingdom. We will live our lives intentionally pursuing you, God, above anything else, above every fleshly desire for fame or fortune or a name for ourselves or affirmation or anything else, Lord, that we would, we would reset and pursue your kingdom above all else. And all of the things that we've come into contact with that have given us discouragement, Lord, thank you that you are the Lord above that. Thank you for healing our hearts and giving us hearts and minds to believe again, to take you at your word. And so just corporately today, Lord, we say we make space for you. 
We make room. Come and take up residence, God, and just clear out the clutter that doesn't belong in our head, in our thoughts, in our souls. We will trust you, God, above even just like feelings. We will trust you above the world. We will trust you above our news. We will trust your word. And we will make space for you to be the king of our lives so that your kingdom is flourishing in every area of our lives. Oh God, in our hearts, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let us be people who just shine our lights and bring you glory. Let us be people who seek And Lord, I thank you that you've told us that if we seek, that we will find. We will find you and we seek for you with our whole hearts. Lord, I pray this morning that some people in here would return to a wholehearted love and following of you. For those of you who have just been half-hearted because of life, because your energy has been sapped, May you return to seeking with your whole heart. Seek his face. Seek his kingdom. Lord, thank you for breaking worry and anxiety off of us. We trust you to meet our needs as we pursue you, as we run after you. Today, God, we choose to be intentional in following you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. If you would like more prayer, maybe the Lord's just been speaking to you and you'd like somebody to agree with you on something, our leaders are going to come up. If you've never given your heart to Jesus and you would like to do that, maybe you've never sought the kingdom of God, you've never sought his face, and you decide today is your day, uh, come up. We would love to introduce you to Jesus. And uh, if you don't need prayer, then enjoy each other and the rest of your week and seek first the kingdom. Amen.